Welcome back to the Locked On Marlins podcast. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm excited to talk about some more Marlins spring training developments. Especially, I want to focus on the bullpen and how I'm seeing it shape up. It turns out the Marlins may have a lot of decisions to make with a bullpen that has a lot of options. First, I want to talk about Tom Kohler, who just hung up the cleats about a couple hours before I recorded this. He really was a forgotten guy for a couple years now. He kind of got buried after battling some injuries, tried to get up with the Dodgers, Toronto, now was with the Pirates. But he had a really nice career with the Marlins, six years of starting games for the Fish. He had a 36-53 and 53 record, a 4-4-3 ERA, but his best season came in 2014 where he went 10-10 and 10 with a 3-8-1 ERA. As you might remember, that was the year that Jose Fernandez came up for eight starts, but the Marlins had a terrible rotation that year. And so looking back at Tom Kohler allowed me to go down this just dangerous rabbit hole of what the Marlins did in 2014, and it just reminded me of how messed up things were and just how crazy that organization was run back then. And it made me appreciate even more so how good this offseason was. I'll take you quickly through the 2014 offseason just because it's almost baffling. I I forgot it's pretty funny. You can't even make it up, honestly, some of the signings that the Marlins made in 2014. Uh, And it makes you appreciate this 2020 offseason. You might forget because to be Fully honest, I forgot about some of these signings that the Marlins made. But I remember Rafael Fercal, who was 36 at the time. That was one of the first signings. The Marlins were hoping they could get something out of him. He didn't obviously pan out, battled injuries. The Marlins also signed Ty Wigington, who was 36, never played a game for the Marlins. Carlos Marmol was signed, made a few appearances, was terrible, was released with like 8 ERA with the Marlins. Randy Wolf. I remember that pretty vividly. He seemed like a guy that just had nothing left in the tank and was getting teed off on, eventually released. Kevin Gregg was also signed that offseason just to bring back some horrible memories from the Marlins. Then Brad Penny was brought back. He was terrible as well. Most of these pitchers and, and position players had their made their last stop in Miami in 2014. And then the funniest to me, which I totally forgot about, was 40-year-old Miguel Tejada fresh off a 105-game suspension for getting caught with PEDs for like the fifth time. And the Marlins tried out Miguel Tejada. He played about nine games in AAA before being released. And that just shows you where the team was at that point because this was a lineup that outside of Yelich, Ozuna, and Stanton featured Jared Saltalamakia, Garrett Jones, Donovan Solano, Adani Echevarria, Casey McGee. And then off the bench, you had Ed Lucas and Jeff Baker and Reed Johnson and Derek Dietrich. So that's a team that you were not... If you looked at that on paper, I'm shocked they won 77 games, to be frank. And to improve that team in the offseason, those are the signings they made. They went after a bunch of 36-year-olds hoping that one of them would pan out. And I think Miguel Tejada is just the icing on the cake. A 40-year-old shortstop, fresh off 105-game suspension. What do you think was going to happen? It didn't go very well. And then there was a couple other moves that I thought were pretty fascinating. They traded the 39th overall pick in the draft, which was a competitive A-balance pick, for Brian Morris. And when we see the Marlins drafting now, how valuable those picks are, the Marlins would never trade a competitive balance pick today with this current ownership. And then they traded another competitive balance pick for Jake Marisnik, or traded with Jake Marisnik, Colin Moran, and that competitive balance pick for Jared Cozart. 
that one didn't pan out well either, although Cozart did look like he was going to be valuable in the beginning. So it's just wild to look back at that stuff. Uh, that offseason, I think, sticks out to me more than anyone going back and looking at it because I, I, you could make the case that that was one of the worst offseasons in Marlins history just in the fact that nothing they did worked out and it was just a bunch of empty signings that you, you just look back and can only laugh about. But that was just an interesting rabbit hole to go down for me. It makes you appreciate what the Marlins have today, and especially when you look at the starting pitching, when it was just so hard to put it together. Nate Eovaldi, Tom Kohler, Henderson Alvarez was fantastic that year, I'll be honest, and he's trying to make a comeback right now. He keeps posting on Twitter. He keeps putting things up and videos up, showing that he can still pitch, and I would love to see Henderson Alvarez get a chance to pitch in the bigs. He just really you can tell just flat out wants to play his no hitter when I was there at that game was one of the coolest I've ever seen that walk off no hitter and the guy can swing it too I, I was always wondering if maybe he'd give it a crack as a hitter if it didn't work out as a pitcher he's still trying to make it work of course shoulder injuries are scary but he looks like his velo is back and he looks comfortable so we'll see how that goes but that was just a off season I wanted to highlight as Tom Kohler reminded me of what used to be with the Marlins, but to Tom Kohler, have a happy retirement, a solid career for you, and enjoy the next chapter. I'd love to watch you as a Marlin, one of the most positive guys in the Marlins clubhouse, definitely a likable player, and everybody in the media realm had nothing but good things to say about him in his time with the Marlins. Unfortunately, I never got to cover him in his time with the Marlins, but enjoy your retirement. Congratulations. And I'm going to talk about the Marlins bullpen now. We're going to look forward for most of the season. I just thought it was a little funny to go back and look at some of those wild signings from 2014. Basically, the Marlins were a graveyard that year where careers went to die. But now I'm going to talk about where careers are blossoming in 2020 with the Marlins, specifically in the bullpen. I think there's a lot more young options for this Marlins bullpen that could potentially have a higher ceiling than even I anticipated coming into this year, and probably you guys did too. I'm going to get into some of those guys that might surprise this year on the other side of the break. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Marlins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Marlins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Miami Marlins fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Marlins podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, time to talk about this Marlins bullpen and a few weeks ago, when the Marlins let Harlan Garcia go for basically nothing, it seemed like it made no sense. I defended it a little bit, but of course to me, it still didn't totally make sense. But when you look now at some of the young talent, the unsung talent that the Marlins have, specifically with Southpaws, 
maybe you can understand, I'm starting to understand, why the Marlins saw Harlan Garcia as expendable. There's no excuse for getting nothing for him because... I think when they were able to get something for some of the other players they designated, like Austin Dean, you'd think they would be able to get something for Harlan Garcia. That part seemed like a mistake. But the idea of him being expendable may make a little bit more sense, especially when you look at Alex Vesia now, who seems like he could potentially be a back-of-the-rotation arm as a southpaw. Steven Tarpley they went out and got looks pretty good. I don't love what I'm seeing from Adam Conley. I I think he has not gotten almost any swings and misses in this entire spring training so far. And then another really low-key arm that came over in that Marcelo Zuna trade is Daniel Castano, another southpaw that was great last year. He got buried a little bit with how good the Marlins farm system was last season, but he was good in A-ball, in high A-ball. Then gets the call up to double A and was fantastic. Whether he was coming out of the bullpen or a starter, he was 7-2 with a 3-3-5 ERA. He made 19 appearances, 11 starts, and the most impressive, a 2-5-3 FIP. So he looked fantastic last year, a 6-4 southpaw. He's not going to overpower you, but he is going to get batters out, and he's effective. So he looks like he's close to major league ready if he's comfortable in spring training here. Does he have a chance to be a southpaw in this bullpen as well? Could he take Conley's spot if Conley continues to show that he just cannot compete anymore? So the Marlins have some options. Fessia has the potential to be a lights-out southpaw in the back end of the bullpen, potentially even a closer when you look at his numbers from last season. They're just astounding for an unsung guy. Just pitching at every level, he seemed comfortable. If you combine all three leagues last year in 2019 he was seven and two with a 1.76 era and most impressive 66 and two-thirds innings he struck out 100 batters that is unbelievable only walked 19 and then what does he do he goes to the arizona fall league pitches 10 innings and does not give up a run so this does not look like a flash in the pan with vesia he looks legit and he continues to look solid in spring training now in the small appearances that he's made he should be on the roster as soon as possible I don't know if the Marlins see him as ready but I don't know what what else he has to do to prove that he's ready so when you look at Vesia you hope that Tarpley can settle down a little bit he, he looked a little uh, iffy in his first couple appearances in spring training but I'm not going to make too much of that uh, from those that I've spoke to that cover the Yankees they think that he can actually be a pretty good bullpen arm. That he, he looked really good at times, but just was beat up in a couple starts that kind of inflated those numbers. And that's easy to happen at Yankee Stadium. So sometimes a long ball can end up getting to you, and you make one or two mistakes. A deep fly ball that would be an out at Marlins Park ends up being a home run at Yankee Stadium and just messes up your entire appearance as a reliever so we'll see what Tarpley can do Conley I'm not going to hold my breath but let's just hope that he can figure something out you'd think he could just figure it out with the stuff he has in that mid-90s fastball and then keep an eye on Daniel Castano he's already 25 years old so the Marlins will be happy to bring him up if there's a spot for him and they think that he's ready he could make some spot starts as a southpaw in the rotation and he can also be a middle reliever long middle reliever or a just a regular lefty out of the bullpen so we'll see what the Marlins do there and then with the righties there's some more options there too that coming into spring training 
maybe did not look like potential arms that could crack the bullpen in 2020. Obviously, we'll start with the guaranteed guys that'll be in the bullpen. Brandon Kinsler, Ryan Stanek, Gimme Garcia. Those guys you can pretty much pencil in right now. But how about Sterling Sharp? He just seems like a guy that could translate really well to this Marlins park. He's a ground ball pitcher, continues to mature on the mound, could be a really good middle reliever option to eat up some innings when you got a bad start, when you need to preserve the bullpen. And a ground ball pitcher in Marlins Park is a good recipe. Sterling Sharp seems like he has the makeup. I've liked everything I've seen from him, from his personality, the way he carries himself to the way he looks on the mound. He's had a slight uptick in that velo, which should help him as a ground ball pitcher, but now maybe able to get some more strikeouts. And we'll see what the Marlins can get from him. But I liked him as the pick in the Rule 5 draft, and we'll see what happens with Sterling Sharp. And then Brad Boxberger. It seemed like one of those irrelevant signings, uh, just a spring training filler, a flyer to see what happens. His velocity steadily decreased for the last several seasons, which as a reliever, that's you know the biggest red flag you can get. But he went to driveline, a really popular place to go to get your velocity back up for pitchers or to boost your velocity as a college pitcher and there's been a lot of good success from players pitchers that went to driveline whether they were in high school college or professional to get some velocity back or gain some velocity and that's exactly what's happened for Boxberger he was dropping down to 92 most of the time last year now he's up to 94 and he looks really good I'm not going to you know, overanalyze just a couple innings from what we've seen, but he looks like a different pitcher. And the word intrigued, at least, is applicable to Brad Boxberger right now, where he could end up making a case for this Marlins bullpen. So continue to watch Boxberger. He is a guy that now has a shot to crack this bullpen. He's not just an irrelevant spring training filler. So we'll see what happens with Boxberger. And then Robert Duggar. I I put Duggar in the bullpen right now, even though the Marlins are giving him a chance to compete for that spring tra- or for the starting rotation come this season. I just don't see Duggar doing it. I don't see him as a starter, but his VLO has gone up as well. It seems like the trend with a lot of these pitchers. He made some adjustments, and from what he said going into spring training, that his he's up to 96. So if Duggar is a high velocity arm, maybe he should just be a max effort one or two inning guy out of the bullpen because. I just don't know if he has the stuff to be a starting pitcher. It seemed like last year he would be okay the first time around the lineup, but if the lineup came back around the second time, they seemed very comfortable against Robert Duggar. So maybe the bullpen is the best option for him. I do think he's a major league arm. I do think there's a spot for him. The Marlins just need to figure that out. So that's another thing the Marlins need to decide how the Marlins starting rotation will pan out, will probably indicate the future of Duggar and where he'll go, and also Jose Urania, whether the Marlins are going to force him into the rotation, whether he's a reliever, or whether he's traded. I think the obvious answer is to trade him, even if you can't get much for him. At this point, he's just taking up a roster spot. It's almost like a Wei-Yin Chen type of thing, forgetting the, the money. He's not as bad as Chen. I'm not trying to compare him in that regard, but there's no room for him on this roster. He's not part of the future, and there's so many guys that the Marlins want to audition or develop, and Jose Urania, quite frankly, is just in the way. So the Marlins should probably just part ways with him at this point. We'll see what they do. If he's just 
trying to audition a little bit more in spring training. I know the Marlins are keeping him as a starter for a reason. It's probably to audition him to other teams. So far, he has not looked great. He's looked like Jose Urania, plunking a couple batters. But hopefully he can turn out a couple solid starts and some team will bite. As pitchers continue to drop now, you see arms are going down left and right. That seems to be what happens in spring training. Unfortunately, it's just a tough part of it. So many injuries with pitchers. Maybe a team will get desperate and go after Jose Urania. That's the Marlins' best hope. I think the Marlins probably aren't going to hold out for a top 30 prospect from a team, but if they can squeeze one out, then that would be a nice little return for Jose Urania. But at this point, just getting him off the roster, getting the salary off the books, I think the Marlins will take that right now. So we'll see what the Marlins do in that regard too. They're probably not done with their moves before the season starts. So there's a lot of competition going into this bullpen. We'll see what the Marlins do, but Vesia might be the arm I'm most excited about and can't wait to see him throw again. He does have that closer potential. And if Kinsler or Stanek aren't closing this year, it'll be interesting to see who the Marlins decide to have close games. I could see it being a committee until somebody really grabs a hold of the job. So as you're listening to this podcast, the Marlins will probably have their game underway. It's a one o'clock start. I'm recording it just before the start. So the Marlins rolled out another opening day type of lineup uh, that could really potentially be the lineup we see for most of the season, give or take one or two players. So it's interesting to see what this offense can do. We'll get, we're getting a little taste of what we can see this coming season. So let's tune into that spring training game. I will have more information and more analysis after that game, but hopefully some of the arms that I discussed in this podcast will throw in today's game. And we'll have some more answers as spring training continues. That's all for today's Locked On Marlins podcast. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.